Well, good morning and welcome everyone. I'm Tamara Rossander. I am the spiritual director here at Centers for Spiritual Living White Rock. And it is such a pleasure to be here with you today. I'm uh, am so excited to have my dear Lauren DeVries singing for us today. She is in the first year of university at UBC. She spends her free time baking and sewing and seeing friends. Uh, she's been singing in choirs since she was in elementary school and she loves to record music. So Lauren's performed at her high school graduation and participated in the school's production of Mamma Mia. And CSL White Rock is the pleasure of hearing Lauren sing last December. And we had so many requests, we brought her back. So welcome back, Lauren. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm going to be starting off uh, with uh, Vienna by Billy Joel. So hope you enjoy it. You're so ambitious for a juvenile But then if you're so smart Tell me why are you still so afraid? Mm. Where's the fire? What's the hurry about? You better cool it off before you burn it out You got so much to do And only so many hours in a day Hey But you know the the truth is told that you can get what you want or you can just get old you're gonna kick off before you even get halfway through Ooh, when will you realize Vienna waits for you slow down you're doing fine you can't be everything you want to be before your time although it's so romantic Borderline tonight, tonight Too bad, but it's the life you lead You're so ahead of yourself that you forgot what you need Though you can see when you're wrong You know you can't always see when you're right You're right You got your passion, you got your pride But don't you know that only fools are satisfied? Dream on, but don't imagine they'll all come true Ooh, when will you realize Vienna waits for you? child take the phone off the hook and disappear for a while it's all right you can't afford to lose a day or two when will you realize vienna waits for you and you know that when the 
truth is told that you can get what you want or you can just get old you're gonna kick off before you even get halfway through Ooh, why don't you realize piano waits for you when will you realize piano waits Thank you, Lauren. Vienna waits for you. When will we realize and take that time, take that time, take that breath. I was uh, just in an ethics class this weekend. And the biggest thing they said to us upcoming ministers and, and people taking the class was self-care and taking those lazy days and having that unplug that phone. It's not that we take it off the cradle anymore, but we actually maybe have to turn those cell phones off. So thank you, Lauren. It was beautiful. Perfect for starting off today. So I'd like to take this moment to welcome any first-time guests. Let us know where you're zooming in from today. We'd love to chat with you and say hello. And I want to recognize that as we begin our gathering today, that I'm a settler on this land. And we are honored to live and operate on the traditional ancestral and unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples. We thank the first peoples who continue to live and care for these lands, along with the waters and this all that is above and all that is below. And at CSL White Rock, we are an inclusive spiritual community and learning center. We teach spiritual principles and offer tools to use in all areas of your life on a regular and consistent basis. We live by principles. And when we do that, life flows easier and choices are clearer and seemingly miracles happen as everyday occurrences. There is always wonder and play in that. So every day is just waiting for us to live it. So let's start right here, right now, today. And what a perfect song today uh, to introduce a new dawn, a new day, a new life to bring back Reverend, well, yeah, Reverend Doctor. I always mix the two up, <laughs> if it's Reverend first or Doctor first. And this is, uh, you know, fantastic news to have Dr. Nadine back with us. She was instrumental in our evolution of CSL White Rock throughout our, our time when we, Reverend Terry left, then the practitioners were in and Reverend Dean came in and helped us through as, and got us into this next phase of where we are. And Dr. Nadine shares a vibrant intern minister for CSL um, as well. She's right now, she's leading out of Columbia in Maryland. And Dr. Nadine, she's retired, but I think she does, almost, I don't know if you're any retired, if that's a word for you at all. <laughs> Because it's always so, you seem to have lots always on the go. She does, um, when she retired, she discovered um, employment and ministry on the road, touring through the States and Alberta as a keynote speaker and workshop facilitator, which sign up for her workshop today at 1230. It's going to be a play shop. It's going to be wonderful. 
but she's dedicated to the well-being and creative expression of the human spirit. Dr. Nadine has led seminars and workshops for schools, businesses, and organizations for the last 35 years. And today, as she works with uh, CSL Columbia in Maryland, as part of the, and she's also part of the CSL Retired Ministers Committee, but how great is it to have her back? I am just beyond thrilled. So please give a warm welcome to Reverend Dr. Nadine Rogers. Oh, thank you so much, Tamara. And uh, I'm a little emotional being back here today. So um, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, Georgia, fabulous, fabulous experience. And uh, Lauren, oh my, oh my, beautiful. Well, good morning, CSL White Rock, and all of you joining in today. You know, we're exploring the joy of living uh, and the Centers for Spiritual Living monthly theme, as you already know, because you heard last week, it's play. Now, um, the word play, interesting, you know, it can be associated with many personal experiences and therefore perceptions and expectations of the way we and life need to be. So what pictures and feelings come up for you when you think of this word, play? <sighs> Is it the working of an inner expansiveness? Is it an openness? Is it the action of living in a spontaneous fashion? Maybe being guided in the present moment. Is it sheer fun, born of spontaneity and clear intention, or perhaps the awakening of your childlike innocence and curiosity. It's a wonderful thing to be aware of the shift into spring, isn't it? Uh, it's a call to aliveness and renewal. You know, nature was the original spiritual text before all our wonderful wisdom teachings. Creativity and spontaneity energize new life. And play, of course, can result, freeing our mind, body, emotional energy up. That's what I like about it. I want to be lighter, right? And today's talk is lighten up. Now, who among us wants to uh, relax, enjoy our lives? Just that little bit more. Continue to wear our pajama bottoms, which I am, I confess. <sighs> Just to have more fun, right? And not just on planned vacations or nights out with the tribe, so to speak. So in the context of our theme this month, we are suggesting the concept of play being vital to opening the mind and connecting it with the heart, supporting our connection with the divine. I would dare to say it's a form of spiritual practice. Now, uh, most of you are aware that, you know, ministers can never stop talking and they continue talking on what's called the listserv or the minister's connection through the home office website. And what has been coming up uh, are a lot of offerings from ministers of jokes. So I, I grabbed one today for you. And this is the one that spoke to me. Very short. Today I will live in the moment unless, of course, the moment is unpleasant and then I will eat a cookie. 
personal stories. You know, we have so many of them. You know, the ones that tend to disrupt your flow, your expectation, even the logic of what is normally a predictable outcome. You know, those stories can be told best when the energy of the experience is still fresh, but hindsight has kicked in. Don't you find? I'm going to tell you one right now, actually. You know, it's laced in transparency. Um, as I use this illustration of the challenge that we have, that I have, in removing our, my, mask of seriousness. So about three months ago, I had this bright idea because of pandemic and uh, race consciousness and how heavy the world was feeling, just waiting, waiting, waiting for that new possibility. And I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a class called Lighten Up. Surely it will be heavily populated. Everyone will want to come, right? Now, this was before I actually knew the CSL March theme right, being play. It was also, of course, before I knew I was going to be invited here today on what the actual CSL Global Talk title is called, A Spoonful of Humor is Medicine. But why? Why did that happen? Well, I guess because I carried the experience of a 20 plus year professional career as a clown. And, you know, I'm apparently a funny gal. But you know what? I never saw myself that way. My humor was a mask. And it often oozed out as sarcasm, uh, a quick wit, a defense, a put down, and sometime with much irreverence. Well, that part still exists in me today, as most of you know. You know, I was reminded once again that being playful is a lot easier than facilitating a process by which others can lay down their mask of seriousness, and not just temporarily evoke the child from within for just enough cause that the risk of becoming vulnerable and being seen would take a back seat. Well, I probably don't have to tell you there was a ton of resistance and not very many signups. I was shocked. I thought for sure that's what people needed right now. I forgot. I forgot that when our minds are wrapped and our souls are heavy and our hearts are broken open by things that are happening in the world, in our own lives, in our families through this last two-year period, it's hard to break a smile, no matter how much we want to. So we can tell a joke, we can make a funny face, we can share an absurd story, uh, we can find temporary enjoyment. You know, which brings us into a lighter energy space. But it is a process to break through and lay down the ego's grip, you know, to lighten the way we walk in this world. And that's what I'm talking about when I say lightening up. Lightening up is seen as serious work. And in times when we most need this energy to rise within us and be around us, uh, committing to actually play when we can. When we can, it's the most gratifying solution, don't you find? But making a practice of play is a long lasting solution. I would say it's even a transformative experience.
You know, play is the exuberant expression of being. It is at the heart of our creativity, our sexuality, and our most carefree moments of devotion. It helps us live with, yes, that absurdity, paradox, and mystery. It helps us live with that and navigate through it. It feeds our joy and our wonder. It keeps our search for meaning down to earth. And most importantly, I find play is a bridge from grasping into release, from probability into possibility. Now, being playful in a world of serious circumstance, as I said before, in addition to a corresponding belief that we need to keep safe to protect ourselves from life doing it to us, can strip us of even remembering or imagining what being playful looks like. We've had our moments, haven't we? As we understand more about the spiritual principles govern governing the nature of all creation, we can use these principles to guide us into new ways of seeing and being, which demonstrate life does it as us, through us and as us. Oh, yes, right? Be the change. I want to lighten up. I want to experience lightness everywhere. I want to attract the corresponding energy to me. Then what is mine to do, right? But we have to be vulnerable, right? No matter what's going on in life or the world, it's still asking us to be vulnerable. It's asking us even to not pick sides, not to be judgmental, right? And not to grasp and grab, but to let go our most, when we're most driven to hold on. That's when true transformation happens. That's the void, that's the crack in which light is perceived as brightest. And yet, you know, we often experience, I was talking to one of our community members this week uh, in, in, a, in a, I was actually a practitioner in our practitioner team meeting. And they were, they were saying that they were experiencing that crisis between the spiritual and material world. Right? Even those of us who do hold this philosophy, that the spiritual and material world is one world, that energy and matter is one thing, that cause and effect are inseparably bound. You know, even for us, we still find ourselves in crisis, right? Either we want to run to the spiritual to take cover, right? Or we run to the spiritual and we lean in because we know that's where to, to change in consciousness must always take place first. Or we're thrust into the pain and the grief and the sadness. We weep with humanity, right? It, we, you know, where this is the internal ping pong game, right? But where is the crisis really? Is it in the events, right? Or is it in our experience of the events? I think it's in our attachment to our self and world view. Not the experience, but our thoughts about it. Now, if we could but release our attachments to our beliefs, of course, it's easier said than done, and let life find its way to us newly, we, don't you think, might lighten up. Now, have you ever thought what happens after new thought? Perhaps it's no thought. Hmm, 
That's a little appetizing. We could enter the playful state of being there, couldn't we? In the quantum field of present moment awareness, present moment awareness in no thought, without attachment to outcome, we could actually open, we could lose our mind and move into imagination where everything becomes possible. So this state of being mm, disengages us from our patterns of belief. We don't need to try to disengage ourselves. We do need to enter into a lighter state of being, a playful state of being, which automatically results in us letting go of our patterns of belief and bringing our attention into the presence. And this then becomes our access point into the spiritual realm of creative intelligence, that direct experience of this infinite intelligence, the source of all life, right with us, right here, right, right now. So as we lighten our load, certainly we lighten up our world. So here's what some others have discovered and shared about the value of play. Diane Ackerman uh, in Deep Play says this, she says, in rare moments of deep play, we can lay aside our sense of self, shed time's continuum, ignore pain, and sit quietly in the absolute present, watching the world's ordinary miracles. No mind or heart, heart hobbles, no analyzing or explaining, no questing for logic, no promises, no goals, no relationships, no worry. One is completely open to whatever drama may unfold. Michelle Cassou and Stuart Cubley in Life, Paint, and Passion say, to play is to listen to the imperative inner voice that wants to take form and be acted out with reason, without reason. It is the joyful, spontaneous expression of oneself. The inner force materializes the feeling and perception without planning or effort. Mm, that's, that's what play is. I was wondering. You know, all of the world's religions acknowledge the importance of a playful spirit. The Jews have a holiday for humor called Purim. The Islamic tradition, the fool Nasruddin, regales people with his silly approaches to things. St. Francis, in the Christian tradition, called his order Jesters of the Lord. Native Americans have rituals to celebrate sacred clowns uh, and tricksters who they call Hiyoka who break all the rules. And many Zen masters use humor as good medicine. Hindus, well, the world is a playground where God is active everywhere. But tapping into our inner boundlessness through play uh, doesn't, doesn't really mean navel gazing. It leads to concrete acts, acts of kindness, you know, while we're doing things like singing in the rain, like Gene Kelly, when we think no one's watching, we must remember also to pass the umbrella to the stranger, right? Kindness must be guided by alert intelligence. Alert intelligence, not our intellect. It must include consideration and the habit of considering the actual consequences of what we do. Laughter, Ted uh, Lauder says, is a holy thing. You know, it's a sacred music. 
Uh, it's sacred as silence and solemnity. It may be even more sacred. Laughter, he says, is like a prayer, a bridge over which creatures tiptoe to meet each other. It's like mercy. It heals. When you can laugh at yourself, you are free. It is time in this world to be in the void and find comfort in the unknown. Play helps us do that. Rather than stay tucked away and safe in the known, we do not shine our light there. We do not step into our capacity there. We do not share our brilliance there. So lightening up is not as easy as our desire would like it to be. It takes practice to shift our self-perceptions and welcome in and let out playful, expansive energy. You know, the transformative work I have done to see and share my truth have all led me back to this one key. I need to alter, A-L-T-A-R, my ego. And the path of the clown helped me do that because it was a mystical path where the white face paint gave me a clean canvas to create upon. Also known to many um, in the art of clown as the mask of death from which life is born anew. Where I get to embrace my humanity and make it up as I go along, which we do anyway, right? And that also helps me awaken to my playful spirit. Our ego is fabulous fodder from which we can grow self-observation, self-amusement, and eventually the courage to shine light and appreciation on our authenticity. Within the very chaos can be created um, uh, a limiting perception, right? But we're, we're urged to quest for greater understanding of our truth. We need the ego for awareness. And as something we push through to reveal more of who we are, allowing that magic to happen and transformation to occur. Our ego knows and propagates our fear. Uh, our fear of being vulnerable, rejected, perhaps even seen for all our perceived shortcomings. Fears like looking silly or stupid or losing control. These types of fear create our mask of seriousness, sabotaging our authentic joy, our, our uh, capacity for creative thinking, and the sharing of our compassionate hearts. You know, but the same ego knows that our souls are meant to evolve in expression and therefore experience on this spiritual quest of us coming home to the oneness with the true nature of being. I believe if the soul had its way, we would be evoking the presence of our childlike spirit through curiosity, wonder, and spontaneity, spontaneity a lot more than we do. I want to share with you um, a bit of a, um, an, an analogy here. Ego, ego. So think of ego when I'm sharing this with you. In India, when someone dies, a stretcher, um, that is being carried to the pyre is carried by many people on many shoulders. Now, these individuals are constantly changing the position of 
of uh, the stretcher along the way from the right shoulder to the left shoulder and back again. But the full weight is always present. When you shift the weight, it feels like a relief, but it is temporary, for the weight is still there. The weight of this body is the belief we carry in the unreal self, the ego self, what the mind is fixed upon outside of us as the next answer to our unhappiness. So what is ours to do there? Play, open to our presence. Enter into the quantum field of possibility and the energy of light. We <clears throat> will probably still switch whatever weight we may be feeling or burden we may be carrying in the moment. But when we come from the consciousness of play and light and life, the burden becomes very temporary, if not dissolves. There's a mystic. There's a mystic in every one of us yearning to play again in this universe. There's never been a time of greater need for each person to remember that underneath all the hats we wear and behind all the diverse looks, styles, personalities, and mass consciousness is a resounding opportunity to live more gently in the flow and the mystery of this thing called life. So remember that anything that comes from the outside or that we depend on outside of ourselves is not really joy. Joy arises out of our very core and is absolutely independent of any circumstances. It is not escape from oneself. It is really encountering oneself. And joy arises through play. And when we feel joy, we come home. So don't shadow your energy. Don't cap it. Shine in all your glory to inspire and uplift others. You know, this commitment to shine turns that door handle calling us, those we touch in the collective consciousness itself to enter through across a threshold into a bigger conversation. One in which we stop seeking and trying to live a spiritual life and open to allow spirit to live as us. This is how we walk softly and carry a big stick. So get your game face on and please join me in consciousness. Mm. Oh, great spirit. I can feel your energy, your laughter, your sense of lightness and play in the infinite possibility in the quantum field of life laid before me. I can see it as far as my imagination will take me and know its expansiveness moves far beyond that in its infinity and in its eternality, just like my spirit, just like my soul. So today I open to say yes. I open to a new thought. I open to no thought. I allow myself to be present in the moment and be authentic. 
I allow myself to tiptoe over that bridge and meet the child within me. For I know I am whole and complete and perfect just the way I am. And so today I say yes to it. And today I see it in everyone. I am grateful for this knowing. Oh boy, am I grateful for this knowing. And I release these words of truth into the law, knowing that it is already returning back to me as a full, unbound, wonderful experience of who I am and what life is by means of me. And so it is. Amen. Um, now is that time that we take um, to in our gathering that if you've been nourished by any of our gatherings, as well as our weekly and monthly programs, including circles, just know that gifts of all sizes are welcomed. What a lovely demonstration of the law of circulation to receive and to give and know that you're making a positive contribution at all times or that it's making a positive difference that we are able to keep going here at CSL White Rock. So you can donate on our uh, website at uh, it's, I think two's got it on our, our screen there. And if you're giving online doesn't work for you, that's okay. Guess what? We still take checks. <laughs> <laughs> or you can send an e-transfer and uh, Nancy's putting all that in the Zoom chat. But we want to thank you. Thank you so much for your continued support of CSL White Rock. And I'd like to take this moment now to ask you to join with me in declaring our prosperity affirmation. And that is divine love within blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give and all that I receive, and so it is.